you must give us one more chance. You've had your chance, many of them, over the centuries. Yes, yes, that's true, Mr. Ambassador, it's true, but we've never had this much motivation. You say what, your ships are arriving in, in, in a day. Give us that much time, one day. What do you think you can accomplish in so short a time? I don't know, but you must give us one chance. At least let us show you the potential you saw in us at the dawn of time. Very well, Mr. Fraser, you have your day. 24 hours. Until then. We're going to go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey, it's the ambassador of Cleveland, Ohio, Terry here. Oh, I didn't know I, we had royalty. Not royalty, I don't know. But hey, the, everybody pay attention. Terry's going to he's gonna make some decrees, and he'll have, he'll have a list of wants and needs to get everything figured out in the next 24 hours, or we're all doomed. Only 24 hours. Dude. Only No 24. more, no less. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, everybody, welcome to Strange Highways, uh, uh, the anthology show, which we cover the Twilight Zone. We've covered the original series, Paramount Plus a series as well, and we're uh, a little past the halfway point in the 80s edition, and I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation last week about um, monsters. I also want to call it Ah, Real Monsters, but that's not the name of the segment. That would have been, but there is an exclamation point at the end. So. Yeah, so that you, so you think that Ah Real Monsters is the sequel to that, where it's like we had to add a little bit more to it, but like we just can't call it monsters again. Like, I'd love to think it is actually, you know. Also, uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, because uh, uh, I mean, there's so many monsters in <laughs> in the show, <laughs> right? And also, you think that the syndicated series monsters would have done an, another version of this that of that story, right? Because it could have been called Monsters episode, Monsters. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could have worked out. That it, it writes itself, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're now on to uh, the the middle segment of episode fifteen. So it's season one, episode fifteen B, segment B, a small talent for war. Um, we talked about day and day stuff uh, last week because uh, this is the same night uh, that um, or this or, or was it within 24 hours of us uh, probing Uranus? So that I'm bringing it back. There we go. <laughs> oh my god! I'm glad you put it that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as I drink a pickle beer. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's better. It's better a pickle beer than a pucker beer when I talk about probing Uranus. So anyway, so any, let's get let's move on here. Uh, let's get, this is one of those uh, segments that runs about what, not like, not even 10 minutes. It's like, well, maybe 10 minutes. If that it right. might it, be like eight minutes yeah. or so, like I, it, it's, it's really it's short. It's tight. It's, 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 it's uncle tight, devil show level short, but you know, yeah, yeah. We, we can't get a full pickle at it. Um, but yeah, so our director is uh, Claudio with 
Weheli. Wheel. Uh, yeah, it's W E I L L. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. All right. So twenty five credits. I'm not sure of any one of them. I hate to be that way, but I'm not familiar with any of the credits. But I'm sure you do have something to bring to the discussion here, Paul, yeah, it's right? A, it's almost as if I said it before we started recording. Yeah, so uh, oh, hey. uh, her, this is her only segment for The Twilight Zone. Uh, she made an independently produced film in 78 called Girlfriends, starring uh, Melanie Maynor, or Mayron, Christopher Guest, Bob Balaban, and Eli Wallach. Um, and it was something that was kind of a, like a, a short project she was doing like in film school that ended up like she was able to uh it was like a 20 25 minute short that eventually they were able to expand out into a feature and there was a whole thing where like it took a couple years to get it finished because of like budget issues uh but eventually it was um sold to warner brothers and then it ended up getting multiple awards at uh, Cannes film festival film x and sundance so it did quite well for what it was and um and if you even go on the wikipedia page about this um um, uh, Stanley Kubrick actually, when people were like asking about like American filmmaking, he name drops this film girlfriends as something that he feels is a lot more emotionally honest than stuff that was coming out at the time. So that's interesting, uh, that that's something that was on his radar. Uh, in 2019, the film Girlfriends was selected by Library of Congress for preservation um, in the National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. So the film is it's it's like um, like a lot of 70s films. There, it's like kind of a dramedy about some relationships, but the people say that it's very um, like honest and like um, there there's some mixed reviews at the time, but people didn't deny that there was something going on here, and clearly enough for it to be noticed by Kubrick and actually be put into the National Registry. That's great. I mean, I, 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 I'm glad you were able to bring something more to this because I've never heard of her work, and I definitely want to check that out. You've never seen but, the film Girlfriends, Terry? Come on. I, I don't. I just. I have not, but like after the glowing review of Kubrick, uh, I kind of do want to check it out. <laughs> See, I like that, you know, his, his record. He's like, yeah, I liked it. And you're like, I'm interested. For me, it's like, it's Kubrick. I'm good. <laughs> not saying everything oh. he touches i know i know yeah. i i'm i'm one of those people in the minority that i like it's one of those it's one of those things have you like are there are there certain like um like artists out there that you on the mental level you can really appreciate what they do but like your heart never beats for it like do you uh, yeah there's quite a bit actually <laughs> it's like um, oh my God. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is one of them. Okay. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, everybody has like a, a boner for it. And I can, I just can't, I can't get yeah, it. I, ha I have a Taron boner. I, I will admit that. Yeah. That, uh, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there are certain things that are like, I can honestly, honestly say like it's good material and I like it a lot, but then there's other things I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's not as good as everybody says. <laughs> like, I think one of his best films is, uh, not the majority um, of like what people say. Like I, I like Reservoir Dogs more than anything else he's done. So okay, well, I mean, considering the guys only made nine films, I mean, you know, like you, like having one that you like. That's I think that's a perfectly acceptable opinion. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving a thumbs up or thumbs down. Reservoir Dogs is quite good, uh, but yeah, you know, like there, there's some arguments to be made where it's like he's just really good at taking other people's thoughts and ideas and being like, yeah, but what if I kind of just say I made it. You know, what if I put know. more ninjas in it? I don't know. <laughs> well, like, I, okay, I, come on. Nothing. <laughs> everything gets better with more ninjas. Like if this segment had some ninjas, it'd be immediately better. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but 
that's not this. This Quentin Tarantino did not touch us. So, <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, like, you know, what I'm just saying is like, I'm like Kubrick for me. It's like I, the guy, you know, is just you know a, a god among men as a filmmaker. I'm just saying that his projects don't always connect with me. And my favorite Kubrick film of the of the few, like I've not seen all of them, so maybe you guys can judge me as being that guy. I uh, Doctor Strange Love is a lot of fun, and I mean it's a comedy on purpose, but there's a lot going on there. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm not so big on the shining, you know, if you people want to stop listening right now, I understand. Um, <laughs> no, no, and there, there's a fair reason and I'm sure it's because of the source material. I'm well, sure it is. Yeah, and, that, and that's, that, that's not fair, right? Cause I mean, there's plenty of adaptations and, and things where, uh, there's interpretations of work where it goes in a different direction. And rightfully so, like I, I will give a, a brief example here as of this recording, um, there's that HBO Max series coming out at the end of January, The Last of Us, that's based upon the video game series. They released um, on YouTube the, the main theme that's going to be playing for the series, like the actual live action series. And people, and I've heard people like, it doesn't sound like the video game. Like it's like it can be its own thing. You can you can accept it or not. It can be its own thing. So for me to be like, I don't like The Shining because it isn't the it, the movie because it isn't the book. You know. That's my opinion. I'm not saying one is superior to the other. It's just I have my preferences, right? So that that's all. Um, so anyway, well, no, that's completely yeah. fair. Um, like I, for me, uh, I think Christine, the the film by John Car- Carpenter is like almost a perfect horror film, but I don't think it is the book either. But those can yeah. exist in their own way. Like, yeah, I, I, I love I love them both for their own. It's, it's weird. I like I, I can have a heart beating for both of those things, and they're different. You know, so yeah. We're, we're all, and I don't I, think Carpenter was shitting on the book. Oh no, not at all. No, not but I think bit. Kubrick yeah. was shitting on the book when he made <laughs> The Shining. <laughs> he was um, like, hey, you're like. Yeah, uh, Stephen King. Who? Whatever. Yeah. Um. Um. No. No lies detected, as the kids say. There. I will. I will agree with that. So. So what I'm saying is that, like, you know, just anyway. It just. I, I think that's an interesting discussion, especially like, like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of creators out there that people are passionate about. That, like, you know, there there's some I'll, I'll champion and some that I won't. And and that's you know, again, if we all like the same things all the time, then there would be no opportunities for uh, different things. Bro. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Uh, so yeah, there we go. I like that. Um, that we kind of, I, I steered into the skit of, uh, you know, <laughs> Kubrick and then we kind of came out of it. Hooray. All right. So Claudia wheel made a film called girlfriends that Kubrick liked that. That is not a, um, a positive or negative strike against the film. I'm just saying that Kubrick did enjoy it. So somebody of that magnitude, maybe the film's worthy of, of notice. That's all. And, and anybody listening right now, I'm sure we didn't broaden any of your horizons right now. <laughs> With everything we just said. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wow, they came out exactly where they were. I'm like, yeah, we just, you know, <laughs> it's almost like we got, it's almost like we got into a hedge maze and couldn't find our way out of it that, you know, anyway. So, um, yeah, let's just move on. Well, what, what, yeah, what so else we got to, here? To our writers, <laughs> our writers, we go, um, we have two writers here credited. Um, so one of them is very familiar to anybody who's been listening recently, but, uh, our first one here is Carter. Uh, Schultz. Schultz, yeah. Uh, Schultz. Uh, so, uh, an episode of Dark Room, mm-hmm. which we've talked about in the past. Uh, we did discuss one of those episodes, but um, that's pretty much the extent of the writing career for as, as far as like uh, 
you know, well, for adapted. TV, yeah. So he actually yeah. like they they it was, he was listed as a his main mainstay was writing short stories, but speculative fiction. But I mean, they, you know, you can call that science fiction or whatever, right? Wrote a bunch of stuff, um, but this was the only two, like one of two things that was adapted for TV. Yeah. So then the, the next uh, familiar name, like I uh, just said a, a moment ago, is uh, Alan Bernard. A uh, lot of uh, production stuff for this uh, adaptation of what the Twilight Zone is. We'll be discussing him again. We've discussed him at length yeah. multiple times. Se- at this seems point. like a generally nice guy listening to the commentary tracks. I don't know if I necessarily align with what he believes to be good storytelling. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, and then you were saying that uh, a lot of the uh, commentary is some of his, right? Like yeah, when you it's him. To- it's him, Phil DeGear, and um, our, our main writer. Well, I, I always fail on him. Our main guy that's in all of this, um, uh, Harlan Ellison. Like that's, yeah, that's, so yeah. you are you are our champion for this series, um, and how we discuss the '80s part of this. Yeah, um, I will watch of this, uh, kind of like. Like kind of like blank to everything and kind of absorb it, but you do listen to the commentary. So like, so Paul is doing the the extra work here. So thank you, Paul, for bringing that to the forefront. Yeah, I, you know, I you know, I do what I love. I, I do I do it for love, right? Like um, to quote uh, the outside, um, if it's hurting, it's healing, right? So I know, no, 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 but like no, it just um, not every single L, um a part of the Twilight Zone on the the eighties edition that we're talking about, the on the DVD release, the only release of it uh, that has a commentary track. But he was on the one for was well, the Little People of Clanny Woods talking about how it was one of his favorite pieces of television ever made, and I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. It's like I got it. It's like that. Um, what's that meme of like? All right, it's like the SpongeBob meme of like. Like, all right, I'm a head out. Like I feel, <laughs> right. I feel like that's where I'm yeah. at with him. Yeah. Thank, thank you for your opinion. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, and it's like um, you're, you're probably a big Kubrick fan too, aren't you? And I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's 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 what we have there. Um, let's just yeah, let's get into our cast here. It's not many, yeah. but there's a couple worthy names in here. I well worthy, yeah, but uh, there's a, a decent amount actually here. So uh, to kind of dive into it, we have a. Uh, John Glover, uh, he plays Alien Ambassador. This is actually a pretty familiar face. Mm-hmm. If anybody's ever seen Scrooge, he's in Scrooge. He's uh, also in Gremlins 2 and in The Mouth of Madness. So there's actually a running theme here. Again, uh, I'm kind of the horror film buff of uh, the two of us. And so I will find the horror film connections before anything else. So those are the... The ones I don't know if you had anything else to bring to that yeah, part. I, I do have a couple things here. You mentioned Scrooge, um, uh, Gremlins too. He plays Daniel Clamp, right? Who is he was basically? I mean, it's not basically. He, he was playing Donald Trump as you know Daniel Clamp, yeah, yeah, and Gremlins too. Uh, and then uh, RoboCop too, and also um, the voice of the Riddler in Batman the Animated Series. Hell yeah, dude! I loved. I was just I was just championing the. Uh, the animated series today. And I was like telling my boss, I was like, I don't care how old you are. You need to watch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> especially we're like, what, like a, a, a month or so out from the loss of uh, Kevin Conroy. Right. And it's like, I, I, yeah, yeah it's like it's just, never a moment lost, dude. Like, uh, honestly, RIP, like as many, like, um, like talents that we've lost in the past. Kevin Conroy was a saint. Oh my gosh. He was yeah. a good person. And like, uh, it's just, it's a bummer that he's gone. And like, 
the, if anybody ever wants to get into something that he was a part of that was amazing, check out Batman the Animated Series. It and the voice really, cast really for that, cool. like, um, my gosh, um, I was looking up, was it uh, Adrian Barbeau was in that too? Like, there's uh, Henry Silva, I found out, like, later. Mark, wasn't. Mark Hamill? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, Jesus. Never Christ. heard of him, but yeah, just, um, no, I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, amazing, amazing voice talent. Right. And, um, having mm-hmm. John Glover, like in his voice, like you hear, you know, just, he has a presence, right? You say that. Um, I, I always kept thinking he was the, um, the boyfriend in uh Christmas vacation, like the other house owners. I kept getting him confused with that guy. You know what I'm talking about? They're the ones that are like the, like, oh, the, yeah, like him and, uh, I don't it, um, know, Marco. Yeah. Like Julia Louise <laughs> Dreyfus, where they're the ones off to the side that keep getting like just tortured by the Griswolds inadvertently, even though they're kind of jerks. I kept thinking it was him, but that was not him. Yeah, I, it wasn't, but like, I, I, those neighbors are hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to uh, get a little bit further into our cast here. So we have Peter Michael Coates. Goats. With the Z. I think it's G-O- goats. 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 Yeah. Um, he's a goat. Um, so he's the American ambassador. Uh, Fraser, I, well, I, I guess there's different ambassadors here. Yeah, but he was in Wolfen. To continue mm-hmm. our horror film connection here. Wolfen, Chud, and he was in My Girl. Oh, there you go. The the other horror movie, he, My Girl. Uh, yeah, it, well, there. It, well, kind of. Um, <laughs> but he was a, it's more. It's more of a fear. Thing, more of a fear of bees movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah, that kind of like kind of made my fear of bees like a real real big thing. But like uh, the the one thing that I will say is that throughout his career he played a lot of doctors, which is really yeah. interesting. I would say every other um, uh, role that he played was a doctor. Yeah, it just he has one like very recognizable face, and you could see him easily being cast in all his roles. So, um, so yeah, I had a lot of TV, and I had Wolfen. So, um, and I will refer to him now from now on for the rest of the episode as American Ambassador because there's a lot of just. <laughs> just faces and not really names in this small segment. So, yeah, I, I, I know I've seen him in so many different things, but I couldn't place him. Mm-hmm. But like, as soon as I started looking up his career, I was like, Holy shit. I've seen him in so many different things. I couldn't like, you know, it's like, it's just that guy. <laughs> yes. But, uh, could you take the next one? I'm kind of in yes. the middle of like plugging in cables. So. Okay. Okay. So uh, as, um, uh, as Terry does his magic there, uh, Stefan gears, rush gear, rush, um, as the Russian diplomat, um, he was in 1976 carry, uh, high plains drifter and Jeremiah Johnson. Um, I don't recognize him from, um, high plains drifter or Jeremiah Johnson, but Hey, if he's in it, I'm going to name it. Cause those movies are great. Along with Carrie's great yeah. too. Yes. He's also in episodes of Tales from the Crypt and Dark Shadows. There we go. So, and then now that I have cables plugged in because I'm an adult, um, I have Fran Bennett played uh, the UN Chancellor uh, Chairman. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she was in New Nightmare and Eight Millimeter, which is an incredible film. Oh my gosh! Ever seen. Yeah, no, I just, I love Eight Millimeter. Oh, that's a I I. It's hard to say that I love eight millimeter because of what the movie is, but it's a really good movie and just, it's a mind out. Oh my yeah, goodness. You know. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, there's a sequence towards the end involving a record player that just is just puts you on edge. Like that's such a, oh, yeah. it's such a good movie. Um, yeah. And by, by not uh, like 
by no means should anybody like think that this should be a, like a good film, but like this is the best Nicolas Cage film. I mean, of all time. Uh, well, no, no, <laughs> no. Best Nicolas Cage film. It's still <laughs> really good though. Mandy, yeah. Mandy is a close runner. No, I, you know, I'm still, they're, 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 the Rock. The Rock's out there. The Rock's amazing. No. Um, whatever dude but, <laughs> different podcast apparently i just i mean i don't know um hey wait you wait 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 wait. let's let's back this up you you made me not made me you were hoping i would get get the film escape from alcatraz and watch it uh because it's one of your favorite films and i did yeah. last year and it was quite good why like why is the rock not considered a long it's also a, a film for people trying to deal with shit on alcatraz like why can't i appreciate that one uh, as much as you know, you appreciate Escape from Alcatraz. It's not in the same caliber, dude. <laughs> You're right. Not. There, there's not enough uh, v- VX gas uh, rocket uh, missiles and uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Um, but no, anyway, so no, eight millimeters really, really good. People should check it out. It's, people might immediately dismiss it because Nick, uh, it's you know Nick Cage and uh, Joel Schumacher. D- don't let that deter you. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix early, early role with him in that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie. Uh, for sure um but so w- the next here is uh jose angel santra santa oh my god the santan i think yeah. santana yeah. yeah santana uh adele is it I, i'm 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 terrible I, with, if there's know. if there's a fourth name i didn't write it down i apologize to the actor if that's the case i have jose angel um uh, santana as an aide um and aide. I have, yeah i have him in the film nighthawks which isn't it's, Hell yeah! It's a good movie, not perfect. There's pro- there's problems with that movie. Shut but, your but face! It's, it has problems, but still good. Um, and then and uh, battery's not included too. Yes, which is a good movie, but you're not gonna, a perfect you, movie. Wait, wait, you shut your mouth! I don't know what that means. All right. Yeah, battery's not included. I, I watched as a, a kid, and I I actually like thoroughly enjoy that film. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, as do I. So, uh, so that was actually uh, for anybody for like a little bit of a. Uh, trivia that was actually supposed to be an episode of uh, Amazing Stories. Oh my God, Amazing Stories. Oh, yeah. Okay, that I can see that. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. It tracks. Yeah, but uh, so no, uh, Gillian Eaton. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a, the name here. Uh, British ambassador or no delegate, ben delegate ambassador, or whatever. Delegate. British, British, I'm British. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she, episodes of Murder She Wrote. Uh, next here we have, and the last credit I have to bring to the table, uh, Richard Brestoff, mm-hmm. uh, British aide. Uh, the, the so the credits here. Another horror film stuff is uh, the the entity and Return to Horror High. Yeah, and then uh, the Man with Two Brains, which isn't you know, horror, but it is a comedy. And that kind of a sci-fi thing. It's a Steve Martin film. So there we go. And I also want to mention that, uh, uh, Jillian Eaton was also in Yellowbeard, which I know is a pirate comedy that I've not seen that, but a lot of people do like. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's our cast. So, so, um, we've now, we've now talked three times longer than the segment is during this episode, Terry. I just want you to know that. Uh, but kick us off here. Where are we at with the small talent for war? So if anybody's ever seen, <laughs> One of the original episodes of uh, what, what was that? What was the episode called, Paul? Where they were talking about the cookbook? Mm, it's a serve man. To serve man. Yeah, uh, yeah like a very similar episode. Yeah. In, the, in this setup, because we dive right into it. 
So we get these uh, alien, this alien species that are coming down to Earth, and they say, "We're done. We're tired of dealing with you guys, and uh, we we've been observing you for a long time, and we've seen you guys dealing with your your uh, primitive." Uh, weapons and kind of fighting towards each other and we're tired of seeing it. And so they kind of put it to the the earthlings. What do we have to... What, what are you guys going to do? Like, here, here's what... We're pissed off. What are you guys going to do? So all the earthlings are like, alright, we need a little time. Can you give us some time? Uh, you said that it's going to take you 24 hours to move all of your... I guess like uh, the rest. Uh, the rest of their really shitty looking CGI space balls. Uh, they need to yeah. come to uh, Earth. Um, yeah, it just it should. We should note though, like before the ambassador shows up, that the U.S. delegate and the Russian delegate are kind of like back and forth a little bit about how the Russians like we should have a show of force, and the U.S. is like. This is our first time talking to a species that are not our own. Do you think it's the best idea to have our guns at the ready? Like basically, is like come on, like let's see what they got to say. Right. So, and that's when we get, um, we get the ambassador showing up in um, you know, eighties alien gear as a hologram, right. With uh, Seinfeld hair. Uh, but that's when we get to him explaining like, Hey, you know, we seeded your planet a millennia ago. Uh, you know, we basically we're, we we've created you. We're not happy with your progress. You know, like we see that you do have a small talent for war. Uh, you, you quibble over borders. Your mass destruction weapons are like basically like they're, they're not, um, they're not very good in the sense of like, yeah, they'll kill all of life, but like, not like a definitive winner, but he's like, yeah, we're going to wipe you out. And that's when the U S guys like, give us a minute. And he's like, well, sure, whatever. Right. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of stumbled over the, the fact that it's like they planted all the, the seeds here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I it really does supplant another idea of like other ideas, like, um, the, uh, the alien franchise had something similar to that too, to talk about the archetypes. And that really didn't really, um, hit with me until that film too. Like I've never known of the archetypes being really a thing. Mm -hmm. um, what was what was that film called again? I can't was remember. Prometheus is that the one you're talking Prometheus. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prometheus, and I, I don't think you're really a fan of it. Mm -mm. No, uh, it's, and like it, <laughs> there's there's <laughs> elements of that film I like a great deal, and there's a lot I have problems with. That's a whole other that's a whole other kettle of fish. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the, yeah, but the idea of like the Prometheus, um, like the archetypes, and like setting up this game plan, like here's here's a like farm planet or whatever, like here's the experimental planet. I really well, do dig yeah. that idea, but when we blaze through this storyline, it's like it really kind of is disappointing because we don't really kind of suss out. Oh no, what this that could be. this whole thing is all tell, don't show. Because I mean, it's seven minutes. What can you do with it? Um, yeah, I, we blaze through it pretty yeah. quick. And I think that even if you took this out to twenty four minutes, I mean, there, like it, it 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 jams up the beginning so fast with the premise that you run right by like the, cause this is one of those, you know, be careful what you wish for stories, like, which is fine. But it's like, if you rush through the first part of a joke and then you get to the punchline and people are like, I, I don't, I didn't catch the beginning. You're like, how do you expect people to get it? So I think there's a lot of that here, but 
Um, anyway, I do want to point out though that uh, even though the U.S. ambassador has like said, "Hey, give us 24 hours to to show you that to deliver on the potential that you saw in us," and, and the ambassador's like, "Sure, I'll get out of here," and then I'll I'll disappear with the worst sound effect ever, and then. Um, the, before he leaves though, the Russian, uh, the delegate was like, well, I want to see if these guys are for real, which is kind of funny because they have a literal spaceship and somebody beamed in to talk to them. I don't know what else you need, but anyway, um, as cause the, 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 the ambassador was like, well, watch the skies. And so as he leaves, um, the British ambassador gets a phone call from, uh, what was it, an observatory. And they're like, oh, by the way, um, Haley's comet, it's gone. I'm like, and then the, like the Russians like, Oh shit, they're for real. I'm like, really? Is that, is that the proof he needed? I don't know. It seems weird to me. Like that's a, such a random thing. Like, you know, like they could have been, they could have been more ballsy and it's been like, Hey, the moon gone, you know? And like, I thought that's where they were going to go with yeah. it. Like it, like here is the thing that's been like a constant for the, this planet every single day and then it's gone. But like the Halley's comet thing, I was like, it's subtle, but I understand. It's like, it's we, like, we would only talk about that once every 70 been, some years, right? Like, like Oh yeah, yeah. Remember Halley's comet? Yeah, that was the thing. Wasn't it? If they had been like, Hey, it's, um, it's, it's, um, Georgia, Florida's gone. Then I think the rest of the UN would have stood up and been like, all right, these guys are on our side. Let's figure this out. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah. Like the Florida <laughs> keys are gone. Like, no, just Florida. Like just get rid of it. Do the bugs bunny with the saw, you know, and go along the edge. Like it's gone now. I don't have to tell you. You know, we're being serious, you know, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so we get this whole montage of them trying to figure shit out of like, we got to go through all these books and like, there are some, I think it, yeah, go ahead. I, well, I was going to say though, like, I, I know where you're going with this, but like, I think the majority of this conversation that's being had between all the delegates mm-hmm. is like, what do we need to show them to show them that we don't like, we're done. Like. We just, obviously we, no one wants to get killed, mm-hmm. but like, how do we show them? Like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're playing fair. Like pull all the, uh, past conversations up and then, yeah, we we agree on all that shit, you know? Yeah. Well, cause that's like, what I, they're saying. Cause they, like somebody even confronts the, the American ambassador about like, cause they're looking up all these different treaties and different theories that they had before, like different, they, they name and drop a lot of things that were mm-hmm. either enacted policies or ones that were talked about. Like, um, I like the league of nations was something that was talked about, but never, like never actually got done. Um, like all these things. And the ambassador was like, well, we only have 24 hours. Let's, let's find like, basically like we've done a lot of stuff. There's a lot of work here as opposed to coming out with coming up with something out of whole cloth, which, you know, say what you want about the segment. We'll have plenty to say here in a moment. That's not the worst basis to start off. No, that's it's yeah. pretty smart when yeah. you got like, uh, death breathing down your door, yeah. you know, like. And it's like, in, in, especially in the sense, it's like these guys are only worried about one thing right now, not getting eliminated. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, like what do we need to show these guys to kind of get it over with? And it's like, and then like, like, like bro hug it out. And <laughs> like, because that's essentially what they do. Like they bro hug it out. And you're like, oh, okay, now the cameras are on us. Well, like, it's, it's look, almost kind of like, good. it's almost like in Fight Club when Tyler Durden takes that guy's license and was like, hey, uh, what's it like Arthur or whatever his name is like, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, I want to be a veterinarian. He's like, well, I'm coming back in like, you know, six months. I have your license. And uh, if you've not be, like gone on your way to become a veterinarian, I'm going to shoot you, <laughs> you know, type of thing. It just leaves. You're like, all right, well, guess you better go to veterinary school because Tyler Durden's going to come and shoot you. You know, like that's kind of this where it's like, Hey, did you guys, did, did, you know, like, are you guys going to figure your shit out? Yeah. Now you have 24 hours. Now you really have to do it. You know, like, 
And, yeah. and all of this felt like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, the day the earth stood still, mm -hmm. like this is almost like verbatim what the hell that is. Like, I love the day the earth stood still. It's one of my favorite sci-fi uh, sci films of all time. This felt exactly like that. This also feels like you forgot that you had an assignment due. And you're like, shit, I just need 24 hours. So you're going to spend all night trying to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, dude, I got so crunk last night. Oh, <laughs> shit. Give me one more moment. Dude, 24 hours. I'll get it right. A, I, I turned into a monster last week. It got hazy. I don't know. Something happened anyway. So, um, yeah. Uh, so... So yeah, like so we get like we go through this montage of everything happening, all these books and whatever. Uh, Twenty four hours later, the ambassador shows up, and then uh, the um, the alien ambassador shows up. So the U.S. delegate and the Russian delegate they have this big thick tome, right? It's this big book, and they're both proud of each other, and they hug, and it's like you see that they're actually very amicable towards each other now. Um, and they present it to the to the alien ambassador, like well, I think you'll be happy with what we came up with. And then credit to um, uh, credit to uh, John Glover, the way he just like flips through this thing and just kind of looks at it, and the smile that breaks off on his face is so good. I mean, as much as much as I have feelings about the segment, his performance is not my problem with the segment. No, I mean he's pretty he's pretty spot on for like what he wants to achieve out yeah. of this role. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that it's like. He kind of like just starts laughing maniacally, and then everybody's like, uh, "Oh yeah, like we're gonna laugh now." He's like, "Well, you guys took the wrong notes here. <laughs> like, yeah. this is not exactly what I was trying to convey to you guys." Yeah. He wanted warriors. He wanted everybody to be like stepping up, like, "No, I want to kill everybody in my path," and that's what he wanted. He wanted warriors, and this was the test. He's like, "Well, I guess." Um, this is not exactly what you expected out of this conversation. So we're going to destroy your planet. Yeah. Anyways. But he was like, he said, what was it? <laughs> um, over the thousands of planets under our control, we breed warriors to fight for us across the galaxy. And so he was basically saying, you know, here comes the, 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 the turn of phrases. Like you had a small talent for war, you know, and basically like you, like you never got your shit straight. You, you fought amongst yourselves. Like he wanted alignment, but the world aligned as warriors ready to fight. Like for them, right? So then he was like, and he's like, and worst of all, in your hearts, you long for peace. Basically, he's just like, yeah, all you, you assholes just want to be nice to each other. That's not what we sent you here. Yeah. Yeah. So like the experiment didn't work, but this is like kind of the contingency. We have all these other backup plans. So no problem. <laughs> it's like the experiment didn't work for this one. So see you later. And that's the end of the story, yeah. really, because they, they, they set up all these, like, I, I guess, like drones to destroy the planet. Like you see them kind of lining up, which looks like shit <laughs> as a heads up. Like yeah. if you see this, like you're used to like a degree of uh, professionalism when it comes to CG. This no. was like garbage. No, it's all bad. But because uh, well, as he's laughing on his way out, he was like, well, he's like, you know, he's like, you guys have a real like, I'll say this for you all. It's like, you have a real sense of the absurd. He's like, thanks for that laugh. I needed it. And then he's like, take take solace in that for as long as you have left. And then he quoted an Earth um, uh, actor where he's like something about dying is easy. Comedy is hard as he leaves. And then all the, the, the shitty CGI space balls show up at the end to take out the world. And then we get um, some Charles Aidman uh, commentary, which I'm, I'm just really beginning to think that 
they just followed a person around that all they did all day long was talk to themselves and they just recorded various snippets and like, that's good enough. Mr. Aidman, we'll put it in an episode. You know, I just, I feel like, I feel like they took advantage of an old man that was like, you know, just having a senior moment for most of these outros. Uh, but yeah, that's your segment. It is, you mentioned, um, uh, surf man, which is, <laughs> I've said it before. Uh, and, and people can, um, fight me on this. Uh, it's not a good segment. That episode's not good at all. It is a one note joke. Uh, this one, uh, it is like, it's a spiritual sequel to that. It's a one note joke. Uh, the only saving grace of this one versus the surf man and, and saving grace. I'm putting those in really lowercase letters is that it's seven minutes long, you know, but this is the kind of like, I don't mind like, um, I don't, you know, like again, if if you set up a, if you set up a joke and have a good punchline, I don't mind like the length of time, but this this thing felt like it was up its own butt from the start, and then you're like, oh, that's where we're at, cool, thanks. This is definitely the time during the episode that you need, wanted me to go take a pee before we get back to the third segment for the rest of the hour. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that third segment is at this point, but uh, yeah, I I it it felt so much more like uh like to serve man. And after the first segment, like I was kind of, I was okay with it, but it just didn't feel like satisfying. Mm-hmm. And it felt so much more like, uh, um, you know, like the, the day the earth stood still, like it just, it's like, I get it. Like, I understand what they're trying to achieve here, especially during the cold war era there's a lot of these storylines that kind of exist during, especially th- through this first season, like Jesus Christ, like how many more episodes do we need to have where it's like talking about the cold war and how it, like it exists, like as a narrative, like we've had quite a bit of them at that, this, at this point. Well, I don't know if we need any more of them. Well, just remember just a couple episodes ago, we were uh, Rocky four was the number one film in the country. So Rocky at this point, literally at this point, has defeated communism and has broken apart the Soviet Union. So yeah, so we shouldn't even have this one. That's what you're saying, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just like I. There is something. Um, there's there's something that feels like it has the beating heart of the original series and being like we're going to bring you this like ridiculous idea, but then we're going to do like but you didn't you didn't read the fine print that I can kind of appreciate which you you, you did mention you know. Um, you know, uh, the serve man. And then you also mentioned the day there stood still that these kind of have that kind of like, this feels like a fifties or sorry, sixties story idea, as opposed to a, a modern updated version of it other than place and time. Um, so I don't know, like I don't mind reinvention and um, updating. Cause we've talked about that a little bit. Like I think we ended up coming away from a uh, dead woman shoes, actually liking that segment a fair amount uh, versus the yeah. original version. So like, it's not, it's not like unheard of. And again, um, I'm not going to be against an attempt at something just because they're trying something because maybe I'll like it. Nothing, nothing sacred. Right. However, with this, it's like, Oh man, like you could, you could, you could feel the budget being like, all right, well we have $7. Can we do like a seven minute segment in the middle of this where we use, um, you know, um, an, an Amiga, uh, to make some space balls and, uh, we can just have people in a room cause there's only one set. And that's fine. It's seven minutes. It's a very, it cost wise. It has to be relatively cheap versus the other segments. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. like, I, I get that. And I understand like that is something that can be like 
a little bit more closer to the narrative like people would appreciate it i, I just i don't know i think this was like a like for the fact of it being a filler it mm-hmm. bummed me out and it still was like well what the hell ever like which is i was just looking for the next episode like that's fair whatever that is you know whatever i mean honestly at this point having monsters and then aliens coming in threatening to blow up your planet i expected more out of this <laughs> the next thing better be a an effing baller an episode <laughs> like i'm gonna be pissed off if it sucks uh well like, paul paul i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> do you not it it's it has it has some moments that are okay i'll say i'm teasing in the next segment oh yeah but no <laughs> no there's some so, fun no there's some fun to be had there it is um it's a precursor to uh an interesting stephen king story we'll talk about that when we get there next week you're such a cheater you, you no i'm not gonna do it yeah i'm a cheater i'm a cheater how dare i uh do homework in advance uh like the only time Aww. this is the only time in recent memory i've done that but what I'm saying with this, I feel like this, if you would have like given this as kind of like a, like a one page, like idea to like Matheson back in the sixties, I think you could have had a fun, like a little bit more of a better full length episode with him writing something like this with his smart sci-fi thoughts. Um, because I'd even say, cause I know to serve man, I think was a certainly one. The whole thing got butchered. Um, but I think, and, uh, and yeah. it's, this very, very well might work for somebody who has never seen like maybe the original series not seen mm-hmm. to serve man. Maybe have not seen a lot of that, like uh, the cold war, like scare films and that, like really what it boils down to is um, a lot of those sci-fi films were cold war scare films. They were. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, also you got to think that like in terms of this prime time, when this is being aired in 86, that this wasn't, this wasn't just, I mean, it was, it was the, it was time. It was the day and age, right? Yeah. So I think it, it, like, exploiting, like the you know, like the narrative and like like what the scares were for at that time. Well, like, you know? like, like let me call back to it. let me call back to the very second segment that we did of the first season called "A Little Peace and Quiet," right? Mm-hmm. Where we saw the backdrop the entire time that there was something happening, and then we end up yeah. seeing, you know, that there was uh, some war has launched. Right. And that's a very, very, um, somber, it's, effective. it's a very yeah. good ending. Right. So but at the same time, like there's like, you know, there, it, it, there was a lot of things starting to creep into the twilight zone, the original series that was dealing with like, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, war trauma. And then, then the beginnings of like, I mean, like we talked about was it in praise of Pip that it kind of like hinted at something in Vietnam that wasn't even happening technically yet. Meaning the public didn't know, Certainly just kind of wrote something that was speaking to a thing that wasn't officially known yet. Like there, there's a lot, like I have no problem with the twilight zone being a mirror. It's just, it's, it's one of those things. Now I feel like they, what you're saying is it's like, it feels like it's a sledgehammer on your head. Right. Cause it's like, we get it that it's like, well, we got to talk about it somehow. Right. And I'm not, I'm not defending the segment. I'm just, I understand why it exists though. No, and, and there there's a lot of like mirroring at that time mm-hmm. too. It's like the the, the the possible scares that would have happened and that. But it's like at the same point, it's like we don't need the retelling 
of the same story over and over again. Unless you're going to do something yeah. different with it. With this, I don't really think they did anything different because if it's a aliens come from another world and they're like, oh, like we're saying this and we misunderstood them and then really it meant this. That is, that's my really shitty retelling of to serve man. <laughs> and then, yeah, like for a lot of like people that are a little bit younger and maybe have like kind of a gotten into uh, Twilight Zone, Independence Day. Independence yeah. Day is a very, a very similar storyline to this. You know, yeah. they possession themselves and strategically around the planet to destroy us. Yep, and they, and then somehow um, Jeff Goldblum uh, hacks their system from the inside, right? And then Will Smith uh, punches an alien. If out anybody of anger. could have, it yeah. would have been Jeff Goldblum. That's true. You know what? We can agree on that. I agree. Like, uh, you yeah. know that. Yes. Yeah. So Jeff Goldblum is our is our Lord and Savior. So all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're looking to you to make sure that everything goes right. Yes, please, please, Mr. Goldblum, save the world. All right. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't really have any other thoughts about this. It's just, it's, it is there. It's, it's what it is, what it is. It's, it's not terrible, but it's, it's, it's just kind of there. It's a missed opportunity. And I think it's like, what, what's the, what's the old saying? I'm standing on the shoulders of giants in a lot of ways. It's like, if you're standing on the shoulders of the day, there is stood still, then you, you know, you need to find your own ground. That that's I mean that, that I'm, I'm mixing metaphors I have no idea but that's my thoughts on that. I, it's it's not far off from what really what I would have said mm-hmm. either. It's like a lot of these things are kind of repeated, mm-hmm. and you know like perhaps like if you're a new listener like you know Paul and I are a little older maybe like maybe you're in your uh, early twenties or something like that and you're finally finding this podcast. Uh, good on you because <laughs> it's like. I, I don't know how you would have found this otherwise, but like, for God's sake, continue they're, to listen. I, I'm pretty sure their uh, grandparents, the grandparents recommended it to them. They're like, you know, no. like there, there's a lot of good similarities to what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And in, like any of the things that we're discussing, please watch those. You know, the days the, the day to year stood still the original, please God, please mm-hmm. watch the original. It's really, really good. Yes. Um, it, it's, it is something that, it gives you a little more context, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, like this really kind of aligns itself with a time and age that maybe you don't really understand, but the cold war was a, a scary. Oh, I, thing. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know you're a little younger than me, but I remember like, you know, like that it, like in terms of like context of like, you know, like you grew up as a kid and you like, you, you, know, you grew up where you grew up. So you think where you're growing up is like, you know, the best place. Right. Because like, you don't have mm. conf, you know, reference. Right. And then if someone's telling you that there's like this, like mirror universe version of the country that you live in, that's just evil. Um, yeah. and they want to kill you. You know, this is the stuff that you, you were exposed to over and over again, reinforced, reinforced, reinforced. So yeah, like, um, not to dismiss it, but it was something that was in the, the mind share people like, and it, like, and that's valid. But anyway, um, I think we're giving this more credit than it's worth. <laughs> I'll just say that it's just, this is a bottle, a bottle segment for budgets. Um, I will just, I will say the MVP though is, um, it, John Glover. He's so good being a smarmy alien. I, I want him and more things. He's still out about working. I think he's wonderful. So that's what I'll say about that. Any other notes about, uh, uh, a small talent for war? No, man. Like, what else you got? I, I, nothing. So let's just rate that twist. Uh, twist rating one through five. One meaning that we saw it from a mile away, and five meaning mind blowing. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. 
I'm going to give it a 1.5 just because just like you said about last week, if the title of a segment is called monsters, you expect monsters. When the title of your segment is the joke, then, then, um, you've already played your hand. So I'm going to give it like a 1.5, whatever, like see, I, been there, been, been there, done that. I, I, I'm kind of, I have to align myself with you, but I'm going to give it a, a slightly lower rating. It's going to be like a one. If we could give it lower than one, we could do lower. If you want to do lower, yeah. one, like, like I already, I already went like, you know, decimal. So give it, you know, go for it. It's fine. It's our, five. It, it's our show, Terry. We could do whatever the hell yeah. we want. Right? Yeah. You're damn right. It, it is our show. <laughs> <laughs> Point five. It is. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, it, it was just kind of written throughout this. I mean, it's such a short episode. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, I want to give it more it, credit. We've given it more more oxygen than it deserves, right? But yeah. however, I want people to understand this. Both of them. Sober, reliable, the best men. And that's why we do this. Sober, um, not sure. <laughs> not sure. I've been drinking pickle beer, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the um, tickle pickle beer. Yeah, tickle, tickle pickle beer. And I've been drinking uh, blood orange, which I don't think that's a flavor. I feel like it's a punishment. Um, oh. Anyway, just oh, it's so good. Blood Which orange, one is it? blood orange surge. It's a white claw surge. It is. Uh, oh, it, you like not. you like blood orange? That's the twist. That's the twist. I'll give that twist a five. I, <laughs> I just you know anyway, <laughs> it's eight percent. And you know, when you buy uh, an entire uh, like case of uh, surge, you have to deal with three blood orange cans. So this is the grenade I fall on to get to the other better flavors. Oh, you know, you see you, you lucked out. Mine was only 4.3. So, oh, damn. I didn't luck, lucking out. Right. Anyway. So, all right. Um, so yeah, we, we rated our twist. Uh, let's, let's just uh, get to, to the end of this here. Uh, we, we've talked about a small talent for war. We have a large talent for talking, but before we uh, talk about what's coming next, you guys can find us on Facebook at Strange Highways. Uh, you can email us directly at strangehighwayspodcast.gmail.com. Maybe this is your favorite segment. I'm going to bet it's not, but it, if it is, let us know. We'd appreciate it. And also, wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us. The more, the merrier. Um, it, you know, again, uh, I always adore uh, the conversation. It sounds like I have like you know like hearts in my eyes, but I always love talking to Terry. He's one of my best buds, and I love talking Twilight Zone. And I hope you guys enjoy the conversation and join in. So, Terry, where can people find us otherwise? We are on Instagram, folks. Uh, please check us out on there. Uh, it, you know, we can uh, do the thing. We are uh, still like posting pictures and that, but I don't know. Like, maybe you're not like a big a fan of all these different social medias and that. But just write us Instagram. a letter. Then just put it in the mail. Just write a letter to Strange Highways at Podcast uh, Ohio. I don't know. <laughs> just send a, just send us a letter. We'll find. It's like letters to Santa. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, we appreciate all the, like all the, uh, different posts, all the likes, all that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, a, I mean, it's just a thing, you know, like if you don't like it, go over to and check out, uh, us on, uh, other social medias. Either way, love is liked. <laughs> yeah, no. And then also, um, we're, we're down. If, if, okay. If you're here because down to clown, yeah, that too. Right. Uh, whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh no, if, um, if, if you, um, are here because what brought you here was the original Twilight Zone. Thank you, um, and we appreciate that. And I'm I'm forever indebted to the original series because that's that's given us the legs to get here so far. Um, if there is an episode of the original series, because we've done a couple revisits, um, if there's a couple there that you, or, or one or two to go back and rewatch, because it's been a few years since I've uh, watched a few of those, um, we'll do it. 
right? I think that'd be fun. Every so often to dip back into the the black and white well that is the original series. Like, you know, maybe maybe my thoughts have changed over um oh what was the what was the one uh, Uncle Uncle Robot Dad? What was the name of that one uh, that we've watched in season five? Uncle Simon. Uncle Simon. Uncle Robot Dad. Yeah. Maybe that one's aged better. Maybe <laughs> probably not. Right? Oh, hot chocolate. Anyway, so yeah, let us know. Uh, but also, if you enjoy the conversation, I know I say this over and over again multiple times. I understand the podcast um, headspace is so full, and there's so much out there. Uh, but if, if we're a part of your uh, rotation, we greatly appreciate it. And if you think other people would like it too, let them know, share us on social media. It'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, Everything, you know, we like, we put this out for free. Um, I, I'm not being like, it's good value, but I'm saying like, you know, we don't have advertising dollars. We're not like, I, I, <laughs> we're not selling you mattresses. We're not selling you whatever. Just, yeah. 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 We and do this because like- we love it. And, uh, but uh, again, the, the more people, the more attention, the more fun we'll all have, right? That's why I feel about that. Yeah, and and you know, like one of the things that we always neglect to say is that you know there is different connections and different podcasts that we are affiliated with, mm-hmm. and they do a great job themselves. Uh, you know, Invasion of the Podcast is another podcast that Paul is participating in on, and uh, you know, S- Steve is a uh, another great mind and please check out their podcast and it's like it's such a wonderful podcast and that's actually how i got connected with this one and uh i love you guys and i'm glad that i'm able to participate in this and you know it's they gave me the time of day and i'm glad that i'm here well i think you and i got connected just because we met and then i'm like damn he's sexy and then one time i was like well i better bring him in here because i need to up the sex appeal for you know for the show Cause well, I don't have you, it. <laughs> like, I, I try. I mean, speaking I mean, of tickling pickles and beer, you know, like I just got to get it. So anyway, so, all right. Um, let's just get into what we're talking about, uh, uh next week. And now Mr. Serling. All right. So it's going to be season one, episode 15, segment C, the last uh, segment for episode 15 of the 85 series. Sorry. The 80 series. Uh, it's called a matter of minutes. Um, I've seen this. Terry has not seen it. So, um, it is, um, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a goofy sci-fi story. But not not the worst goofy sci-fi story, Terry. So I'll just say that. Yeah, I'm not sure what to uh, <laughs> say about this. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's not. <laughs> let's put it this way. Um, it's it's not it's not terrible. There are problems with it, but there's some fun ideas in there. And again, it, it calls back to a. Well, it actually exists before a, a certain Stephen King story, and you'll see you'll see you're like, oh shit. Oh, they must have come up with this after X. No, this exists like, you know, um, well before a certain uh, Stephen King novella. So I'll say that. uh, That's my tease. You guys guys will figure it out when we get there. Right? So that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. Um, And yeah, in the meantime, I don't know. um, I... (laughs) Don't, don't trust aliens that just show up. I, I, I got nothing other than, oh, actually here, let me put it this way. I guess we should just become uh, savages and warriors as opposed to finding peace. That's the, the only way out. I don't I, we're, no, no, Terry, save me. Watch out for those space balls. Excuse me, the Royal Observatory in Greenwich. They say it's urgent. He said keep watching the skies. Halley's Comet.
It's gone.